Hello, this is Will Stoller for Payday Loan Industry Watch, PLIwatch.org, which produces this podcast. PLIwatch.org is an independent source for news and information about payday loans, cash advances, and anything happening with the payday loan and cash advance industries. We're able to bring you this service based on donations and sponsorships. The content of this podcast is unlikely to reflect the views of our sponsors or donors. This is PLIwatch.org podcast number one. Our summary this week comes from the top stories we posted at PLIwatch.org during the weeks of April 17th and 24th, 2006. They are Payday Loan Reform Heats Up, Payday Loan Regulators Win Final Approval, Motivations Questioned in Payday Loan Vote, and Industry to Fight Payday Loan Limits. There was a considerable amount of legislative action in finger-pointing this past week in Oregon. It's not unexpected. Issues about payday loans have been active in Oregon for the past few years. And Oregon did join the club of states with payday loan restrictions after the dust had settled. Here's a closer look at this story. What happened that led up to the restrictions that were signed into law on April 26th? In 2005, a payday loan industry regulating bill was passed by the Oregon Senate, but the bill was killed by the Republican-run House. Reporter Joseph B. Frazier for the AP noted, quote, The industry gave some $150,000 in campaign contributions to legislative candidates the previous fall, and Minnis and House Majority Leader Wayne Scott got $25,500 of it. House Republicans flatly denied that campaign contributions had anything to do with killing the bill. Jump forward to this year. In February, Reverend Tom Dodd, interviewed by reporter Jeff Wright of Eugene's The Register Guard, as part of his more thorough piece titled, quote, Reformers Take Aim at Payday Loan Rates, unquote, spoke about dealing with a parishioner. Dodd said, I asked if I could come over and look at the paperwork, and I couldn't believe it. She actually had one loan annualized over 1,000%. It took my breath away. The 1,000% annualized interest rate was legal. Oregon was one of seven states with no payday loan interest rate caps, meaning a payday loan company was free to charge whatever it wanted for its service. At the same time in February, anti-payday loan proponents were trying to get State Initiative 135 moving. 135 would have capped interest rates at 36% annually, compared to the triple-digit rates that can occur with many payday loans, and give people 31 days instead of 15 to pay back their loans. The extension would be helpful as many times fees are charged by a payday loan company when an extension is granted on the loan. Fewer extensions mean fewer fees for payday loan customers. Of note, the anti-payday loan proponents were angry at the state legislature for not passing a bill and had decided to put the question on the ballot for the voters to decide. In response to the actions of these citizens, an industry representative, Tom Shakulas, president of the Community Financial Services Association of Oregon, said, quote, Oregons have declared that they like the product, that there's a need for the product, and that they're happy with the product. Roll forward now to several weeks ago, mid-April. In mid-April, the group Oregon for Payday Loan Fairness, fairness is spelled with two dollar signs instead of S's, emerged in the press, and so did ballot measure 135. 135 had changed, becoming more restrictive. The revised 135 was to, quote, limit payday loan interest to 36% a year, restrict loan initiation fees to 10% of the loan amount, 
allow only two rollovers, and give borrowers 31 days instead of 15 to use the money before the loan comes due, unquote. Hop to April 10th in Portland, Oregon. Oregon, for payday loan fairness, formally presented their position at an Oregon Senate hearing held by the Oregon Senate Consumer Affairs Committee. At the hearing, the payday loan industry was also represented by Luann Stoltz, owner of a payday loan store, and Mark Thompson, spokesperson in charge of government relations for MoneyTree. Stoltz told the committee people who use the service, quote, make an informed choice and know what the service will cost, unquote. Stoltz said that the fees on a short-term payday loan are less expensive than overdraft fees banks charge when they get a bad check. She also said that 135, if passed, would effectively kill the industry in Oregon and cost almost 1,000 jobs, not to mention that consumers would have to go elsewhere for their payday loans. Thompson, spokesperson for MoneyTree, said that payday loan businesses are important because they're able to give loans to people when banks and other financial institutions will not. He claimed most financial institutions don't make enough money off of small loans to offer them. Of course, the hearings did come to an end, and then on the 20th, as reported by the Oregonian, Bill 1105 was passed by the legislature and went to the governor for review. Bill 1105 was almost identical to the proposed 135 ballot initiative. The governor signed the bill into law on the 26th. Closed issue. New restrictions in place, right? Well, it's not as simple as that. We're to the finger-pointing part of this story now. The legislation the governor signed into law was written by the legislature so it wouldn't take effect until 2007. And, surprise, that's after the upcoming 2006 elections in Oregon. As reported by Brad Kane of the AP in the Register Guard, consumer activists are worried the new legislature the one that gets elected, will roll back or gut the bill, and that the bill was passed only so legislators could claim during an election year, this year, that they did something to restrict the payday loan industry. Mark Thompson, spokesperson for MoneyTree, is quoted as saying, quote, Our hope is that once the election passes, we will be able to revisit this again with legislators with more thorough arguments and facts, unquote. The community activists have made it clear that they will also be in attendance. We'll be keeping an eye on what's happening in Oregon and bringing you the news when it happens. Mark your calendars for January 2007. We did. This week's podcast did not have a sponsor. If you want to reach out to listeners who are interested in payday loans, cash advances in the payday loan industry, please contact Robert James via the contact form on our website. If you'd like to make a donation to help keep PLIwatch.org running, please see the donations page on our website. Remember, visit PLIwatch.org for industry news, RSS news feeds, helpful tips and tricks, and also search our reviews of payday loan and cash advance vendors. Thanks for listening.